Let's look at Genesis 12 with me, if you will. We're starting off with Missions Month. So it's a privilege to be here, have my family with me as well. We have a display in the back. If you don't have a card, we encourage you to get that and, and pray for us. But you would say, why do we go to the Old Testament for missions? Well, you know, as we do study the Old Testament, you see that, that there was an evangelistic push, if you will, a desire that God had in the Old Testament also. You know what? God has always wanted the whole world to know Him. No matter where someone is, He wants to be known to them. And He knows where they are. He just wants them to know Him. And so the Abrahamic covenant very clearly shows us the propagation of the gospel. And so we're going to look here at Genesis 12, verse number 1. The Bible says in Genesis 12, 1, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be what? Blessed. Now, the only way all families in the earth are going to get blessed is if they hear about God. Amen? So we understand what missions is about. I mean, you know, quite directly, missions is around us. It's our, our, our neighbors. It's those, you know, across the street, both sides of us, those that we work with. It's those that, you know, maybe we see as we, we drive. And it's also abroad. It's abroad. And I love the fact that you can't put God in a box. Listen, if there's souls involved, God has a desire to get it done. And so there's some things we want to remember and some understand and to understand from this portion of Scripture about what must take place and what will actually take place for that to happen. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for the fact that it's alive. There is so much in your word that, God, you just you show us time and time again, over and over again. And we're so thankful that your word is forever settled in heaven. We're so thankful for why you came. We're so thankful that you're not willing that any would perish. But God, we also understand all of this is just not automatic. There's a process. There's a plan. And you are the author of that. God, I pray that you would just help me to, to relay to the folks what I see here and to convey to them the truths of your word, principles and application that's very evident in this portion of Scripture for our lives as well. God, I pray that you would be with Pastor Marshall. I pray that you just, God, we lift him up to you right now as a church. God, we just ask that you'd help him. I know he's been on the go a lot, dear God, and I just pray that you would give him strength. We love him. We, we thank you, dear God, for him, for his service for you for so long, for being faithful, for being a blessing to so many people. So, God, please use him. Speak through him to the people. May they listen and give ear to what he says. And, God, I just pray that you would give us something also. 
speak to our hearts, remind us of some things. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. Abram, at this point in time in his life, is uh, 75, 75 years old. I'm so grateful nowadays things are different. Once you hit 50, you just stay right there, don't you? That would be nice, wouldn't it? I was preaching last week, and I, I, I got up, and I talked, to, and I said, and I'm 50 years old, and our daughter afterwards, Daddy, you're not 50, you're 51. So the little ones will remind you. Abraham's 75. 75 years old. And yet at age 75, his work is not done. Actually, it would almost seem it's just beginning. God is going to do something wonderful with Abraham, as we know his name. There's a covenant that's made here. But we also see that the genealogy of Christ comes back here as well. And in your time, you can look at the book of Matthew, chapter 1, see, uh, you know, Abraham is mentioned in the Gospels. And so God comes to Abram. And folks, when God comes to you, that's all the difference right there. Because there could be a lot of people that, well, they'd like to see you do this, or they'd like to see you do that, or even I'd like to see myself do this. But when God gets involved with it, that changes everything. In our lives, we must remind ourselves and ask ourselves, is God in this? Is God in what I'm doing right now? Has God called me to be who I am right now for Him and how I'm serving Him? And we always want to be mindful to present things back to God and say, God, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it in my life, I give you that authority to lead, to guide, to direct. One of the most wonderful things that I have seen, and and Charla and I pray this, and I want to keep praying it, And that is a simple prayer. God, use me where you want me to be used, how you want me to be used. And folks, when you start praying that, God will do some things. God will give you opportunities. Because there's a willing heart that's saying, God, I understand who you are, and I'm asking you to lead, and I'm asking you to work in my life. And the Bible says, ask and ye shall receive, right? And again, I'm going back to the thought and understanding of it's not my own plan here. It's not my own wish. I see that God is in control of my life. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And so God comes to Abram. And and there's no surprise that he's going to work as he works because his desire is that every nation... Know Him. Not just the nation of Israel, but the Word of God says that all nations would know Him. And so that that requires God. He's working in this situation. He's got a plan. And so the Bible says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country. Get thee out of thy country. Now it's worthy for us to note here and to understand that Abram had a good life where he was. Matter of fact, it would seem to our understanding as you continue in the Scriptures, he was known where he was. And a lot of times in in those situations, you're living close to family, you're living close to friends, you know, everybody's got their tent not too terribly far from each other, and that's a good time, right? 
Anytime you're able to fellowship with family and friends, it's a good time. We had a good time last night fellowshipping. It's a wonderful time that God gives us. But God does something here for a 75-year-old man that God does for us also, and that's this. God says to Abram, you're going to have to get uncomfortable if you're going to do what I want you to do. You're going to have to get uncomfortable if you're going to do what I have in store for you. And God tells him, you got to get up and you got to get out of the country that you know. Look at what it says here in verse 1. It says, Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house. Now, listen, that's uncomfortable for a 75-year-old man to be told, Get out and away from your family, from your kindred. Not everybody's volunteering for this. So I submit to you the, the, the reality and the fact of the matter is this. Whenever we are going to serve God, we are going to have to understand it's going to be uncomfortable. We will not serve God if we are not willing to be uncomfortable. Pastor Marshall, he has been driving, 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 and guess what he's doing after this week? He is busy. He's uncomfortable. But he's serving God. Now you can tell I wore my nicest shoes as far as comfort goes today. Oh, they're comfortable, I'm telling you. Got them on sale and I love them. But I like comfort. Come on now. We like comfort, don't we? We like comfort. I mean, at the, at the hotel, and thank you all for your kindness for the bag and the hotel. It's just wonderful. But I sat this morning in that chair in that hotel room and I told myself, I need one of these. Man, it is comfortable. But one of our biggest hindrances as far as getting the truth out is that we don't want to get uncomfortable. You know, let's just talk about it. Let's be honest here. It's not exactly comfortable to approach someone you don't know and talk to them about Christ. But if we obey Him and we do it, He helps us. So listen, and, you know, and this hits all spectrums. This hits faith promise giving. This, this hits coming to church when you got special meetings. Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Thursday night, Friday night. We will not do anything for the cause of Christ if we are not going to be willing to get uncomfortable. And we look at a wonderful truth here, how Abram, he, oh man, God puts it right on him and says, get out. Get out. And by the way, he says, you don't know where you're going. Verse 1. Now the Lord has said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house, the Bible says. So he's, God is calling him out. It's not Abram choosing this on, the, on his own. God is working. God is leading. God is guiding. And God is saying, Abram, it doesn't matter to me that you're 75. You're going to get uncomfortable. You're going to have to be willing to be uncomfortable. Listen, comfort is there. When we get there, then we can rest. But until then, let's be uncomfortable for God. Let's be willing to be uncomfortable if that's what's necessary for us to do what he wants us to do. Now listen, if I'm going to say, look, I, you know, me and mine, we're going to be comfortable until Jesus comes. 
are we going to do anything for the cause? God has a plan for all nations to hear, and God is telling Abram, you're going to have to be a little uncomfortable. You know, I remember my first faith promise in Bible college. I think I had $6 a month to my name. I can't remember for sure. After my school bills paid and, and all that, and I mean, my faith promise was like half. And I was like, I'm going to try God. And that wasn't comfortable, but I, it's faith, right? And, and that's what we see here. That's the next point is this. God tells Abram to get uncomfortable, and he's going to send him to a land. Look at, at the end of verse number one. Unto a land that I will show thee. Go with me, and you know this, but repetition's the key to learning. Let's go to Hebrews 11. If the world's going to be reached, if the glory of God is going to be spread abroad to all nations, to the whole world, we're going to have to remember God's in charge, and we're going to have to be uncomfortable, and we're going to have to live by faith. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. On and on it goes about faith here, right? Look, if you will, verse number 6. We... We know this, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that, look at this, he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So God has called out to Abram, and God says, it matters not to me what your age is. It matters not to me how comfortable you are. I am leading you out, and I'm going to take you somewhere, and you don't even know where it is that I'm taking you, but you are going to have to follow me. And, and that means, guess what? Abram is going to have to live by faith. He's going to have to say, I am willing to be uncomfortable in this life so that God can do something through me. And I am willing in this life to follow my God. I will follow him by faith, trusting he knows where he's taking me. He knows what he's doing. you ever tried to lead your own life your, yourself? How would that go? Terrible. It's a good word. You know what? I'm, I, I need it simple. I need it simple. God keeps it simple. Says, Ron, am I in charge? Well, God, you are. You are in charge. You're the boss. Ron, are you willing to be a little uncomfortable? Not chase the things of this life, comforts of this life? Willing to do some things that kind of make you a little uncomfortable? Well, God, if you're in it, I want to follow you. I want to do what you want. Well, then trust me. Trust me to God. And it is impossible, the Bible says. It doesn't say it happens every once in a while. It doesn't say, you know, eight, eight times out of ten, you know, it's going to work. Out. It says it's impossible to 
please God unless we're living by faith, trusting Him. So for the end result, for all the world to hear the gospel and to be reached, which God's desire is exactly that, we don't know how much longer it's going to go on before He calls us all home. So I've got to be willing to let God lead, be uncomfortable, and live by faith, trusting in Him. Man, I'll tell you what, living by faith means we don't have it all figured out. We don't know what He's going to do. We don't know. Now, we do know it's going to be in agreement, in accordance with His Word, as He leads us. But we don't know what he's going to do. We're following him. Abram didn't know the land he was going to. God says, get uncomfortable and follow me and I will show you. Well, God, I've got to have it all laid out before I surrender. Well, God, you know I'm going to have to know every detail of how this is going to work out, how it's going to affect me, how it's going to affect mine, before I'm willing to sign up for this thing well, then you'll never please the Lord because we're not living by faith. God's plan. Listen, folks, we've got to remind ourselves God's plan. God's plan is that we are taking steps, following Him, trusting Him, knowing that He can lead us far better than we can lead ourselves. God chose Abram. God tells him, Leave. Leave the land where you are. And God says, I will take you to a land and I will show it to you. Look, if you will, verse number two. I love this. And I will make of thee a great nation. You know what I don't see here? I don't see Abram saying, you know what? I'm all in if you make of me a great nation. That wasn't his desire. He doesn't say that. God had a plan for him. This is so important. And God's plan for him was to make of him a great nation. So the wonderful thing about this is that as we are willing to be uncomfortable and follow the Lord in our life, in our giving, in our reaching, here and abroad, as we follow him and he's leading, we're trusting him by faith. He is the one that picks and chooses what transpires. He has a plan. So he said to Abram, verse 2, and boy, did he ever make of him a great nation. And verse 2 says, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee. We were talking a little bit about this in Sunday school, and, and it's worthy to, to repeat. I love this, folks. We've got to see this. God tells Abram, I am your God. Get uncomfortable. Live by faith. Follow me. I'll make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee. How many of you want to be blessed by God? Now, there's steps involved with that. To be blessed by God means that we recognize who he is and who we are. We're willing to get uncomfortable and trust him with our needs. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Amen? We're willing to live by faith, follow Him, let Him lead our lives. 
The Bible says if we'll live that way, he will bless us. He'll bless us. You know, I am amazed. My, my wife and I are amazed at how much God loves Ukraine and God loves the soldiers of Ukraine. Because every time, every time, he provides. So that his word can be made known there. It's unbelievable to me. I've never seen anything like it. Every time. Amazing. I'll have one lady walk up and she'll say, I just thought you needed this for your trip. God, God's going to do something this trip. And a lot. Listen. When you know you cannot manufacture these things, you just have to sit on the side and say, look at what God has done. Look at what God is doing. How long has it been in our lives since we've just stood on the side and said, my soul, look at what God is doing. God is all over this thing because it's his plan. I love what it says at the end of verse 2, though. This, it's so, isn't it so awesome how God's word, you see the details? Look at verse number 2, and it says this. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great. Look at this. And thou shalt be a blessing. Now, a few minutes ago, I said, how many of us want to be blessed by God? And I think pre- we were getting our hands up there real good, right? But you know God blesses us so that we can bless others. So as much as we want God to bless us, and we do, and those are good things, that's a good desire. Absolutely. God is pleased when we say, God, I don't want to take care of this thing myself. I don't want to bless myself. I don't want to be on my own ambitions, my own plans, my own desires to take care of my God, I want you to lead as I live by faith that you would bless me and my family. That's what I want. Well, God does that. But look at what God told Abram. This is really cool. I mean, he's saying to Abram, he's saying, look, listen, Abram, get uncomfortable. Leave your family, your kindred, your friends. Have faith in me, and I'm going to bless you. But he goes further than that, and he says, not only am I going to bless you, Abram, but I'm going to use you to be a blessing to others. And that is the Christian life. We live, we follow God, God blesses us, we bless others. God gives us strength, He blesses us with strength, we use that strength to bless others. God gives us finances, we use those finances to bless others, to reach others. And God is promising Him 
Let's read verses 1 and 2 for sake of context. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Thou shalt be a blessing. You know, we know the name Abraham, don't we? We know that name because it was a man that had been called by God to do a work. To follow by faith, to live for him, and God promised to bless him and God promised to use him to be a blessing to others. The most important part of this portion of Scripture, I believe, is verse 4, and we're done. So Abram did what? He departed. So what are we saying here? Well, listen, if Abram's not departing, then he's not going to get uncomfortable. He has a choice. Isn't that the, the thing about God, is that God gives us choices? God gives us free wills. And Abram's listening, and he's looking at where he's been, and you know everyone he knows, and God is saying, Abram, you're going to have to be willing to get uncomfortable, and so Abram departs. He's willing. Well, now, Abram, you don't know where you're going, and you don't know how you're going to get there, you're going to have to live by faith. And so Abram says, okay, I see. all right, I'm departing. I'm going. I'm trusting. Now, Abram, I'm going to bless you. Now I'm going to use you to be a blessing to others. Well, before that ever transpires or takes place, he's got to be willing to depart. Look with me, if you will, back to Hebrews. Hebrews. God had such a work to do through Abram. It's exciting as you read the Old Testament, you see these things. Look, if you will, Hebrews 11, verse number 8. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, 8, By faith... Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, did what? Obeyed. And he went out. Not knowing whether he went, well, I want to have this thing all figured out. God, I want you to lay it out all right there in front of me. How exactly everything's going to work to the very end. We don't see that in God's word. Now, there are truths and promises we understand where we're going there's a place being prepared for us. Amen? We under, but in this life, in this life, we don't know all things like God does. So we've got to be willing to obey. Look if you will, verse 9. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs, uh, the heirs with him of the same promise. For, look at this, for he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. I love it. 
We're done. God calls Abram out, says, listen, you're going to have to be, un- you have to be willing to be uncomfortable with this thing. You're going to have to be willing to trust me and have faith in me. And if you'll do that and you'll follow me, I'll bless you. And I'll use you to be a blessing to others. You know, again, we are reminded we do not take any of this home with us up there, right? And Abram very simply obeyed and followed God. For us to do what we're going to do for the cause of Christ is going to require these things. Being uncomfortable, following the Lord, trusting Him to bless us, to use us, to be blessed in others as we keep our eye on our final destination. Why would a church have a focus on missions? Because it matters. It matters an awful lot. It matters to God. It's His heartbeat. He's saying, go, 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 go. And listen, folks, He's not always going to say go. At some point, He's going to say, stop. It's done. So I have to ask myself, am I willing to be a little more uncomfortable than what I am? Surely I can be. Am I willing to trust the Lord to lead when I don't understand or see all things in this whole scheme of getting the gospel out for the whole world to know His glory? Am I just willing to trust Him so that He can bless me and mine And we can be a blessing to others so that the gospel can be spread abroad. Let's pray. All our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. And I don't know you. Many new faces, I'm thankful for that. Church is full. I thank God for that. Maybe there's someone here this morning that's come and you do not know 100% sure that you're going to heaven when you die. You are not 100% sure that heaven will be your home when you die. You'd say, Brother Ron, would you pray for me? I don't know for sure that I'm going to heaven when I die. I don't know that for sure. Would you pray for me? I'm not coming down to talk to you anything like that. I would like to pray for you, say a few words. But will there be one here today that say, Brother Ron, I don't know for sure that I'm going to heaven when I die. Brother Ron, will you pray for me? Would you just slip your hand up and write back down? Anyone at all, you don't know for sure that you're going to heaven. Life is short. There are no guarantees that we'll be here tomorrow. Do you know Christ? Brother Ron, I'm not 100% sure. Would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up, right up, and right back down? Anyone at all? I see that hand. Anyone else? I see that hand. God's spoken to your heart, and you just don't know for sure you're going to heaven. I would so encourage you to come forward in the invitation. Brother Andrew will be up here shortly leading the invitation. And listen, I'm going to pray for you right now, but I know this. 
someone would be more than happy to talk to you about going to heaven and being 100% sure that you're going there. We'll give an invitation, and that gives you an opportunity to move and to come up. I'll be down here. Brother Andrew's ready. There's other workers available and ready. We would count in honor. Because don't leave the church today without being sure that Jesus is yours, that you have received him. God, I thank you for those that raised their hand for need of salvation. God, you know hearts better than I do, and I'm so grateful to say we're in a church this morning that has such a desire to help people know you better. God, we can't help but think of the fact that eternity is real. None of us know when and where we'll go. So may we be ready. I pray that these two would just come forward, dear God, in the invitation, get their heart settled and have peace with you. And then, God, I pray for us as believers. God, that we would just be willing to sit for a moment and say, God, what would you have me do different? Is there anything that I'm not doing by faith? Am I getting consumed and caught up with the comfort too much that I'm not willing to do the things that you'd have me to do? God, we know you bless us and can bless us and take care of our needs so much better than we ever could ourselves. God, we know this. But the flesh is weak and the flesh is real and Satan's real. And so, God, I pray that you would just remind us of some things. Are we living by faith? Are we blessing others as you bless us? Are we reaching this lost and dying world as you would have us to? May we do what you'd have us to today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Andrew.